Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Hello. Rob, the Old Guy, for the Rob Charney Show, and who the fuck is this? It's Ryan Preston. Yay! Hey. Yay! The Mad Trio is a quattro. <laughs> it's a quadrilogy. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we're going to start out from a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. They have online monthly game nights on Discord, so make sure you stop by their Facebook page for event times and dates. You can also grab a free quarantine version of the game straight off their website. Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. Thank you, Audacity. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunate with Ryan's busy schedule doing something, he didn't get to, to comment, and so... Um, just to, to, to reopen the floor, so my version of what, what freedom is in the United States is I can do whatever I want without, and as long as they don't violate somebody's rights in the process, and they can do whatever they want without violating my rights in the process. And that, and that means anything. You know, uh, they can be you know, Satanists, transgendered Christians, Hare Krishnas, um, lawyers. Maybe, yeah. maybe not Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... so that was the the discussion was, and it seems like today everybody's version of free speech is, or free speech and freedoms is, I'll do whatever I want, but I don't want you to do that, you know. So, I wanted your opinion because you you and I are I I, I think are fairly similar on in that vein. I, I'm a yeah no I'm a, I'm a I'm a free speech nut. I'll tell you the the simplest and best way I've ever heard it put um, is very in line with what you were what you were saying <clears throat> my right to punch you in the uh, face ends at the tip of your nose uh, yeah you know like like yeah that, i'm a very classic you know person of freedom I, I i've always been the if we can do whatever we want to do uh like like whatever problem we need to solve uh as a society if we can do that with more freedom that's the best way to do it, you know, um, as opposed to the sort of steady erosion of, of everything. Um, and, and the, the willing erosion of everything is, is what bugs me is when people don't understand why that particular right is important. Um, you know, because it, it all, it's all well and good when, when you think you're the one with the right idea and everyone's on your side, you know, and then next thing you know, oh, they're, they're not, right. you know, um. Well, James, you're the exception to everything. <laughs> you're like you're like the Mongols. <laughs> well, as we uh, there's now that's a comparison, yeah. James. You're like Genghis Khan. They're, they're, you know, yeah. That's all fine yeah. and, and well until you get to a point where there are things that you don't. They, the old example is saying you know yelling fire in a movie theater when there really isn't a fire type of situation or causing things where your your speech your free speech uh causes well, right. others right either harm or to insurrect whatever you know whatever issue it may be that would that, sure. that would be violating somebody else's rights though it, it, it i mean it, not necessarily. It, um, yeah not necessarily violating rights but there there are things that you can't do because it puts somebody in in danger well see that's you know, and See the way the way I look at it is if you're in a movie theater and somebody yells fire in the process of yelling fire in my opinion you're violating somebody's 
rights because yelling fire, you may have the right to do that, but because you did that interferes with their, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or whatever it actually was. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not even, I don't even go so far as to like, like, hey, you just fucked up the movie for me. Uh, <laughs> Which is probably know, now, the now I don't reason. just watch, you know, Lethal Weapon 9 or something. At $30 uh, a ticket? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. I mean, yeah, but, you know, like, like that, that's, um, that's a civil matter. You know what I mean? That, that's one of those uh, civil court things. Um, not exactly a Supreme Court issue, but <laughs> but it it can put people in danger. You know, people start running out of a burning building, and and you know things happen. And if you if it, it's it's up there with inciting a riot, you know exactly. you you can't right. just walk into a, a tense situation and yell, "Let's burn this motherfucker down." And expect not to, you know, get into some kind of trouble for it. Not to be a repercussion uh, to, to to what you say. So there there are are repercussions to our First Amendment rights. In other words, you yeah. can you can speak what you want to speak until and put X Y Z at the end at, at you know the, the multiple things that you have that interfere with that. Uh, that whole right in that whole situation. So, you know, when people talk about free speech, I have the right to talk about anything I want to, I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. To a certain degree. Uh, I mean, at what point, um, do you start an insurrection? I mean, that's been pointed at, right. uh, at ex president Trump. Correct. Right. Isn't that what he is? Yeah. He was former president of? Trump. You have to say former cause he, he did not get, he did not get removed. Former I, it, it, I, I can say whatever I want to say. All right. That's my, that's my free speech. Right. I'm going to say it. Take that. But, how, do like I mean, how do you like damn apples? Yeah. How do you like them? Anyway, my, that's my like example. Apples. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, until it starts something. And that's the, the, so there's always limitations basically to everything. Well, one of the, the greatest, sure. ex, one of the greatest examples is, in my opinion, of free speech and rights is, it is is probably my favorite argument is the the Nazi one is it's my favorite argument because as much as I hate Nazism, I'll support somebody's right to stay stupid shit. You know, because in, in my opinion is is well, even, when it comes down to ideology, and that's kind of what you're talking about here, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so yeah, that's one of them. How, how do you say no? You can't say that because you're absolutely right. That's part of what free speech is about doesn't mean no you can't say that right i mean you know you <laughs> you can stand there and say you can't say that but the fact is they have the right to say it. and that's when it's that's been the biggest argument we've had in this country about things with like the kkk and i maybe we can uh, i'm not gonna say be all yeah, one of my favorite <laughs> things to say to people is uh, you have a right to be wrong yeah yeah, oh, right absolutely! Shit. You have zero right not to be offended, or you know, to not yeah. be offended. Zero. Like, like, yeah. a matter of fact, it's good for your fucking soul to be offended about some shit every now and again. <laughs> you know, it's 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 good for you to to disagree with somebody. <clears throat> so you I, know, and and understand why you disagree with somebody. But if you don't allow their opinions to ever be said. You know, for one, they're gonna; those conversations are just gonna happen in darker and seedier rooms, uh, and it's gonna breed contempt for for the people that are being, you know, oppressed. Whether you agree with the, I mean, again, Nazi being the the great example, because you know, 
little to no people fucking agree with nothing. Um, that's why it's my favorite example, by the way. So it's one that we can all agree on. Um, again, the, the overwhelming majority of people can, can agree on, on fuck Nazi or white supremacy or, 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 um, that, that sort of, uh, uh, nationalist sort of a view. Well, let me put it this way. But still, they have a right to have that opinion and voice that opinion. Yeah, as sad as it is. It's not calling for violence and things like that. So so when when it comes to like Nazism and all that, I've met in a handful of my life and of everybody I've ever met, I've probably met, you could probably count them on one hand, how many people I've met that legitimately are that, you know, the the Hitler loving, you know, person. That are extremists? Yes. In whatever vein it may be. It doesn't have to be just Nazism. Well, well, that, well, this, this particular happens to be the, the, maybe just idealism. Ideologically. Yeah, I I would say they're, they're more the, uh, the more of the ideological racism versus the practice, at least from what I knew, I, I didn't know them to actually, you know, put their stupid ideology into practice. And, Two, one of the reasons I, I said this is I posted to our Facebook page uh, a graphic that I saw that I, I that, that I liked and I think speaks to us as a show is the right to agree with others is not a problem in any society. It is the right to disagree that is crucial. Very much so. Yeah. 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 You know, it's the classic line of, uh, and I never remember the actual goddamn quote, um, but the you know, first they came for this group of people and I said nothing. Then they came for this group of people and I said nothing. And then they came for me and me. no one was there to speak for me. Right. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's all well and good when it's your ideas that are, that are quote unquote correct. And, you know, and everybody wants to be on the right side of history and, you know, they, they, they want to feel like they're the forward thinking people and, um, not everybody, you know what I mean? Some people are, are very much the, uh, nope, I, I think that back in the day was, was better. And, and you know, what is, is, as much as I disagree with the, the back in the day was better speech. Cause you know, everyone's got these rose colored glasses when they look at the past, I want to be able to have a conversation with that guy. You know, I want to be able to talk to him and, and, and agree or disagree or, or, or share his, uh, ideas and, Hey, maybe he's got some info that I'm unaware of. Maybe I've got some that he's unaware of. He or she, you know, I don't mean to be a dick about it. Um, but, uh, my, I mean, my favorite, them. one of my Same. favorite quotes of all time from, uh, Lenny Bruce, <laughs> well, from anybody, but this is from Lenny Bruce is if you can't say fuck, you can't say fuck the government. True. And, and, well, you know, yeah, well. one of the reasons I, I brought this up was to talk about the new trend of canceling people because of words and things they mm-hmm. say. And we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I, I thought that the previous conversation was a healthy thing to get into, to talk about canceling people over their opinions or their thoughts. And I find it disturbing to, if, if even if somebody has like a thought that's not far as in vogue in society, um, the biggest one I've seen lately is being anti-trans. And you have herds of people lining up and just saying the vilest shit to whoever does it, like J.K. Rowling, for example. Um, and it's just, it's amazing to me that this person's opinion, you know, instead of saying, uh, you know, F the B, she's whatever, they want to cancel her, they want to ruin her. I, I don't get this trend of not just saying, you know, whatever. And I was hoping one of you could explain 
why people are so willing to cancel people who have differing opinions. Now, I can understand uh, being sensitive to, say, people of color and trans issues because in theory, their words have more weight and could affect people. But I just, I know, I don't get it. So here's the way, uh, um, it gets really difficult because growing up in my era, of course, something as simple as being homosexual was frowned upon and wasn't spoken upon. Or more than that, it would get, <clears throat> probably have gotten you killed depending and where you were. at times, well, that's still the case in places in this country where, where, where that could be the case. But the point was is that we've come a long way as far as trying to understand see our whole topic on this thing has changed we're shifting here now so the, the whole topic when we start talking about uh what's appropriate now what isn't appropriate now the whole cancel culture that you're kind of talking about um is a knee-jerk reaction uh, i think yeah all right well we, we, we i agree right i mean right now that's the way it goes right everything is a knee-jerk reaction to everything and then so I, I think there have been an, a number of groups, a number of people, may, whatever it may be, that have been discriminated against because of the way they feel. And uh, I understand it. I totally understand it. I mean, I understand all, all of the, all those issues, and I can't disagree with them. But I, what I do disagree with is the knee-jerk reactions to things that are either in the books or on the books or could be in the books in the past. And all of a sudden now, because it was stated or the opinion was there, now we have to burn those books. So, that, yeah, right. right? We, we talked about yeah. the monument thing before, and it, and it all falls in line with that same stuff. Anything that showed that, uh, that situation, whatever made now is going to be canceled. That's a cancel culture or the most books are being burned or those statues are being torn down. And I think I talked about it before. I think there's a big danger in not having this knowledge still out there for history so that people understand it. It's just like Poland, God bless them, have kept the concentration camps as is so people can go and visit them and see what actually happened. And, uh, you know, and here we are, tearing down statues of people that probably were should not be uh, glorified in any way, shape, or form because they were horrible people. But that information should be put out there so that people understand that because before you know it, it's gone in history. They don't, they, they don't understand it. And what do they say? History is doomed to repeat itself. Now, what about, yeah. <laughs> no, no, what about somebody who's going against modern cultural mores like the the greatest example like i said was jk rowling who came out was saying that the trans women's rights are hurting if i remember correctly because it was quite a while ago i read this was hurting young women and she she came out and said something she was against trans women or transgenderism in, in general and then you had this huge amount of people piling on her what do you think about you know that because I, I 100% agree with you like as a history buff you need to keep the history alive or at least where people can read it but what about something that is such a topic for the day or if you want to go back in time a little bit um well, you can even go let's like remember the, let's remember though that that when we're talking about free speech we're talking about congress shall make no law i i would say you know no, what I'm saying? you're right but i would say i would say in general and I don't think it's as much nowadays, but I think there's a unconscious compact that at least we as Americans make that free speech means you have a right to be an asshole. 
that you can. Right. And but, that, but, I, I mean, it basically means you will not be arrested for it and things like that. Now, so, I, I disagree morally with the and you, here's the thing. You can't legislate morality. Um, you can I try. disagree morally with. Yeah. And they do uh, with. You know, um, the. I've always said, hey, we can all vote with our dollars, right? I can I can choose to, yeah. to support a particular thing or not support a particular thing based on my ideology if I'm so inclined. Um, you know, there's people who don't eat meat for ethical reasons. There's people who don't use Apple products, um, the company, not the fruit, for uh, <laughs> or the fruit for you know moral reasons because you know child slave labor and then you know the the, the like. Um, but. Uh, you know, and, and I can sit here on the sidelines and, and feel it ironic when the, 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 the vegan hippie, for moral reasons, still has an apple pie. You know what I mean? Like, like okay, your priorities are a little fucked in your, in, in, as far as I'm concerned, but you know what? That's, that's your right. That's you know, the hypocrisy of mankind. People, wearing what, yeah, of course, le- leather I mean, sandals and belts. And, right? Yeah. yeah. No veggie but leather. The piling on of people and, and things like that of, hey, let's get together and do this, and it is very knee-jerk. And people can just say on Twitter or online or on Facebook, hey, everybody, we now hate this person because this reason. And people won't even look further into it. They'll just assume, like, I guess I'm supposed to hate this person now because that's what a good person does. And, and to be like, okay, you, you can have a nuanced opinion about things and you can not like a person, but like the art that they do. Let's say, for example, you know, in, in, in J.K. Rowling. I can I can separate those two things. You, you, um, know, you know, it's amazing. You you, yeah. you say that. I remember. <laughs> I, I this is going to sound odd, but when I grew up, society was shades of gray, and TV was black and white. You know, you had this goes more in my dad's day, but you know, the the white hat was always the good guy, the black hat was always the bad guy. Now it's reverse. TV and story and art is all about shades of gray. And society is black and white, as in there's no middle. There's your, oh, you, you have a nuanced argument against X. I hate you. Yeah. And it's, it's that, a- that is shockingly fucking true. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. Cause like all of the nuance that I see is with, you know, like, like good TV, TV evolving into this, uh, uh or, or storytelling in general movies or otherwise evolving into this, you know, very, Hey, you don't know whether this is the good guy or the bad guy or for what reason and the anti-heroes and things like that. And then society has become the, this guy does one thing wrong. There is no path to forgiveness. Fuck this dude, you know? And I was going to say, that was the one thing we, we've brought up a number of times is we live in a post forgiveness society. As much shit as some of my friends give me for that is there is no, there is no path for Redemption. One of the reasons. Redemption. Yeah, I, I love the underdog yeah. story. I love the story of the guy who, like Mel Gibson, or or like he fucked up really bad, said some really screwed up things, and now he's trying to not only save his career but make himself a better person. Human humanities in general loves the underdog story, but somehow we switch to that yeah. to, well, Let he's a, yeah to. Just never mind this person, you know. That's, he yeah. Can go, well, hey. and let me let me give you this as an example because there is that. Um, uh, I, I'm 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 for two things here. Like like the, hey, I had a dark moment and said some shit that I didn't mean, and it came out a way, and and I've hurt some people, and I entirely apologize. Um, I, and then there's the. Hey, you know what? I I I used to think this 
this way and now I don't. You know, the the room to grow kind of thing. Like 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 what human is 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 perfect. You know what I mean? Like like as long as you're giving it a shot, you're you you recognize, oh, you know, I mean who which which one of us thinks we weren't dumb when we were twenty? So you know, you <clears throat> ideologies change and I think you hit it right with when you said, you know, what we remember, what we thought at 20, we're not thinking here at 30 or we're not thinking at 40 or not thinking at 70 or whatever it yeah. may be, right? It changes. And uh, so, so you're absolutely, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I, I think that's all part of growth. Well, and let's hope it's not <laughs> growth to the negative, but it can be. Uh, I mean, you know, how many times, sure. how many times you get hit over the head by the same group, let's just say whatever it may be before you go ahead and say, Oh, they're all a bunch of jerks. We, right. You, you can only take the damage so long before you get a certain opinion. And then it also has to do with social media has changed the world and, 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 and has changed things so dramatically. I, I, I would yeah. add also to that, like 24 hour news. I think those two things are the biggest change in culture. So, but Ted, uh, Ted Turner's let me, the fault let me give you for two all of this. Scenarios. Yeah. Let me give you two scenarios. Okay. Uh, person A uh, is, you know, a beloved person, actor. Uh, I was going to say politician. <laughs> Nobody loves politicians. <laughs> beloved so politician. So an actor, you know, somebody that people generally like, and they don't know this person, but, but hey, you know, uh, uh, person A is, has done some things, and, and hey, they've done this charity. And then they, they fucked up in some significant way. Um, uh, some, some sexual assault thing, you know, uh, uh, or, I mean, something, something pretty shitty. And the world turns on them immediately. Oh, my God, can you believe person A did, you know, X. thing B. <laughs> yeah, thing X, yeah. And, and I, I'm never going to fucking watch this person again. What a piece of shit. And then, you know, a week later, they come out with some big statement of, of you know what, I, I, I can't even believe that, that X happened. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. This is, this is horrible. Uh, no excuses. Yada, yada, yada. The, 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 the statement. And now some people are going to take that as, as, oh, okay, this person's getting in front of a problem here. It's all just lip service. Okay, fair enough, you know. Um, but then, you know, there's the, there's the sincere version of that where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a benefit of the doubt kind of a, kind of a person. Uh, I mean, there would be, regardless of that, so many people who just write person A off, right? Now, person B, person B was a fucking Nazi, a full-blown fucking left peck swastika fucking card-carrying Nazi American History X style. That person meets a, a, a black person or a Jewish person one day, and it changes their opinion. They then go and get their tattoos removed and say, I have been living wrong this entire time. I see the error of my ways. The, the internet, the world, at least this country, would fucking prop person B up on their shoulders. This is our new hero. Look at how people can change. That's the hypocrisy that fucking bugs me. Mm. You know, it's, it's the, you, you would take this person who lived a horrible way for 30 years of their life 
you know, and then at 31 years old, they realize they've been a piece of shit. And then, and then, Hey, look at how good this person is. I've seen all kinds of YouTube videos of the, the ex white supremacist guy comes out and he's like, like, Oh my God, I used to be, I used to, to go, go beat up minorities on the street just because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any better. Yada, yada, yada. Or the ex gang member, um, the, the ex drug dealer, uh, uh, murderers who, who, you know, recanted their murdering ways and and society's like oh oh look at he's learned things which okay <laughs> fucking cool man like like uh, you, you know you again benefit of the doubt I'll, I'll i'll take you at your word you know i don't know you but then person b who's lived a great life for 30 years just using that as a number um and 31 year uh they have a shitty year and they go off the fucking reservation and they do some pretty shitty things and then 32 they're like oh my god can you believe how much of a piece of shit i was at 31 you know what i mean like like that one year writes this person off for the rest of everybody's life from you know ever capitalizing on whatever talent they might have had let's say or and it seems to be on on for it seems to be canceled on modern sensibilities like like things that are super yeah. like like whatever the modern moray is or whatever people are against it could be oh this guy has purple hair and all of a sudden that's the part yeah. i think is odd but here's the thing is that nobody takes it by in a case by case basis you know what i mean they'll hear the the headline of we hate this person now and what i think it is is the internet got a taste of power it got a taste of what it's capable of and it doesn't want to give up that power it wants to wield that power and say like like oh yeah no we'll let you on our thing we'll let you into our lives but you fucking make one wrong step buddy and and your ass is grass like like you you'll never work in this town again they've become the shitty producer you know that, that wants to hold somebody's job over their head kind of thing because they don't line up with 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 the current ideology which might be different 10 years from now um i've always been a, a pragmatist of of like hey look man best idea wins uh, you know the, the science is going to be one thing or another um which is which is great i'll follow that when it comes to all things practical and then you know my heart will lead me on on a particular you know social thing of like hey you know what this is a space where where science doesn't really you know, uh, uh, touch. So I have no particular basis. I, I can go through life without, you know, marginalizing a group of, of, of people. Cool. Um, or if I find out I was marginalizing a group of people, Oh, Oh, that, that kind of sucks. I didn't mean to do that. You know, let me, let me, let me amend here, you know? So uh, I, I, I believe that, um, there isn't one of us that hasn't said something that we can look back and regret. Okay. I mean, that's just, that just happens. I mean, may have been yeah. in our youth, may have been in our misguided views at the time, may it be because we were the, with a group of people that, you, you know, you kind of went, oh, that was cool. We're with them. And then you look back at that later and go, boy, that was pretty bad. And so, yeah, luckily right? nobody records my conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the internet has changed all of that. <clears throat> um, an interesting example of about w w when do we... When uh, should we, should we, yeah, 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 I try to cancel my own brain from saying it's, it's certain not, things. It's, it's not often you hear the old man hem and haw. <laughs> but the point, I guess the, the example I was going to use is just recently we deported 
back to Poland, I believe, a former Nazi guard at yeah, like, 95 years yeah. of age, right? And, and you know, we say, we're kicking him out of the United States where he has spent the last, you know, 50-some years living. Uh, we don't have room at Guantanamo? Uh, yeah, well, so... In, the, in his case, and and what what we've done as a country for the most part is we've you know anytime we have caught, uh, depending on their you know what they did and what their age is, anytime we've caught an ex Nazi living in the United States, uh, we've deported them to, to wherever and let that country they deported them to handle out the the sentence of whatever they should face. And I I think sure. I, I was going to say I think with some things, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to say. Um, Actually, I did, but um, for some things, I think the crime is so outrageous that they don't have a choice. So that's so, so exactly. So you get to a point where you have done something so onerous, so bad, so awful in your early life that there may never be any forgiveness for what you've done. Yeah. Hey, fucking war crimes are war crimes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean. So, so there are things that we do not forgive, no matter what it may be. Are we just a more sensitive society? And I like society? the idea of like, hey, Nazis, uh, even if you're 98 years old, if we find you, that's your ass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, you thought you were going to get a pass because you're old? Nope. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there are things. Now, I am going to say an interesting thing that's starting to happen in the Jewish community is that one of the things that they've been worried about is that they've been saying that people have, are using the term Nazis and, you know, <clears throat> in, in, in so much, in so many ways, using the negative that they've actually believing that they're lo that that term is losing its shock value, yeah. shall we say? Oddly enough, I have a wrestling thing about this. A wrestling thing. Leave it to John for wrestling. Well, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, huge, I'm a huge fan of wrestling, or I was. <laughs> but there's a thing in wrestling where you, the bad guy is the bad guy for, for so long. And eventually the crowd is for him. And, and then it's, at some point you have to turn the bad guy into a good guy or you're going to lose the crowd. Because it's 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 the same way. People start saying Nazi, 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 and eventually, at some point, there's going to be a turn, one way or another. Mm. You're going to have to be the 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 heel or the bad guy is going to have to do something even worse, or he's gonna have or or that good bad guy is going to have to be a good guy so the crowd stays with him. And I I think that's similar to to the Nazi thing yeah. to, to the word. Well, I mean, it's already to a point where if I hear somebody be like, oh, this guy's a Nazi, I'm like, wait, like a Nazi or like a Nazi Nazi? Yeah, you right. Know, I'm already it's having to do exactly. the math of like, wait, what do you mean by Nazi? No, right. 100%. Is he, is he raising his arm in a salute or is he trying to correct somebody's grammar? Yeah, so isn't that right? And that's started with the, what was it, Seinfeld, uh, soup Nazi? Yes. Yeah, the, 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 he, now, the, the, I'm fine with the qualifier for, for, for the record, like the, the <laughs> grammar Nazi, the soup Nazi. You know, hey, fuck it. That's just. That's just me having fun. Uh, so, but so, the, oh, this guy's a Nazi because he doesn't agree with, with whatever, you know, something like that. That's when it gets ridiculous. I think their point, I think they, they're, <laughs> I think the, um, the Jewish community's point on coming out and talking about that, that, that term is just being used too much and, and not in the context that it's really meant to be used in and they, yeah. they don't want to see it. Thing. Yeah. 
So anyway, I, I totally understand where, you know, where they're coming from. And then the fact that that term is, we went from speech, free speech all the way to this, but we call it, what a circle we took on that one. And we'll, and time we'll for look, an I mean, and, bottom and, line, like that's part of free speech is I want you to be able to say like, like James was saying, like you, you have a right to be able to say stupid shit. It, because yeah, I want to yeah. know exactly how stupid you are. I don't want you to have this conversation with other like-minded assholes <laughs> in a basement somewhere. No, I want you to fly that Confederate flag, bro. I want to. I want to see from across the street to avoid your ass. Yeah, well, there's a, that, so talk know, about as long a, as you're not flying it outside uh, of a, a, a Capitol building. Like, cool. So talk about avoiding. You <laughs> can't time av- for an ad. <laughs> talk about avoiding. You can't avoid this. <laughs> Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. So you, you missed last week, Ryan. One of the things I wanted to do is there's a sponsor uh, I really want to get, and I, I can't find a way to do it. Uh, so I, I'm kind of a NASCAR fan, and Bristol last week was running the dirt and probably the best NASCAR race I've watched in years. Maybe, maybe even a decade. And one of the sponsors of a car was called Dude Wipes. And I thought, what a great sponsor for the show. I keep thinking, wouldn't this be a great opportunity? Now we're sponsored by Dude Wipes. So what happens if we're yeah. sponsored by Dude Wipes and all of a sudden we got a female co-host? <laughs> That'd be fine. And my, my biggest worry is that I keep saying that I want Dude Wipes to be a, a, a sponsor and they're going to give us a cease and desist order. <laughs> it's my, hey, I, I worry about that because they don't want to be involved with free speech, right? <laughs> they don't want to go where we're going. <laughs> Are you kidding? Most most guys, you know, I most guys I know, you know, matter of fact, if they, if they said a cease and desist, they'd probably be losing some sales. <laughs> Yeah. Well, first of all, we got to see some real money before it really becomes an issue because it all comes down to money. And there really yeah. isn't have any. You, have you tried offering sexual favors? Yeah, or? I mean, what? James? <laughs> you're this, up. You're, you know, you're the person as far as operating sexual favors. We, oh, all, no. voted, we all voted you're the that you're the person who's going to have to pay that one. Did you one. find any news to talk about, James? I'm going to start, Mike. <laughs> Take um, one for the so, team, James. Brian. Up. How were the earthquakes today? Oh yeah, you had a small one. Four point what? Four point five earthquake. Yeah, it, it's yeah, not exactly. A, it's not yeah. a five point News and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, wait, you're kidding you, me. There was you're actually like an earthquake today. Where? Up? Yeah, there yesterday. Yeah. There was uh, where was earthquakes it? today? Uh, uh, I have to go back and look. Gotta go find exactly the upper center. The article says, but I was like, so it says there was a. There's a 4.0 magnitude center just east of the Los Angeles International Airport. That was followed by a 2.5, and I'm like, right there are, under Ryan's I, bed in Mont- Monticello. Like, <laughs> these are east of the airport. East of LAX is probably as the crow flies, maybe. 25 miles there you go You're, you were the epicenter what the heck did you do 25 mile 20, 25 <laughs> miles or 12 hours hey, uh, yeah so, hey, look, depending on the time of day i'll get there in a half an hour but i've got another question for you being an la native so have you ever seen somebody steal an emergency vehicle and go on a high-speed chase with it <laughs> with somebody in the back like like actually like seeing it with my own eyes or seeing yeah. like the, 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 on the news, news footage. on the news is fine. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the first, 
we were the first place to to televise car chases. Well, O.J. Simpson made that that thing. Were really they, weren't famous. they doing it before that? Well, they were before that. They were, but they man, once O.J. hit, it was like every car chase all the time, all you know, twenty four hour yeah, coverage. True. Yeah, they they um, break into your your favorite show that you're watching just because hey, this one might end with some crazy shit. That's right. We'll get exactly. We'll get back to so, your days of life marathon and. <laughs> but yeah, I, I live next to the train tracks, dude. Like that that train will put out more than a four point when it rides. <laughs> Good so, point. I don't get out of bed for, for less than a five and a half. Yeah. And even then, I might kind of just like look up. Matter of fact, I think the last one we had around here it actually kind of stripped pretty good. All I did was like I leaned up on an elbow in bed, and and uh, my girlfriend was was out in the in the living room, and I just waited to hear if she said anything, and she didn't say anything, and I went back to sleep. Exactly, that's and how you deal. Like, so, ow, I'm trapped under rubble. I would have probably got up, but nothing. It's a good thing you don't have a really exactly. big CRT TV. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, in 1971, we had 71. We had the uh, seven point. Two, Northridge. That was oh, a big yeah. Northridge was a big one. I remember that one. That I was, was a, nine years old when that happened, and that that got me up. Oh yeah, that was a biggie. I was living in Santa Monica at the time, and threw my ass right. Wait, out of wait was it? Yeah, you were a little closer than me. I was in Alhambra. But uh, wasn't wait Northridge? That was the one that was in the eighties, wasn't it? Uh, no, Northridge was ninety four. Yeah. So we talked about this somewhat recently. Wasn't so no because because uh, there's been two. Well, there's been two Northridge. No, there was two really, really big ones. The, yeah, there was one that was in the eighties. I don't remember where that was though. Because the old guy mentioned something, you know, in the seventies, and yeah, he said I he was living in was Santa Monica. Seventy-one. I, I maybe the old guy's losing his mind. But anyway, I think you're right as far as magnitudes. I mean, at certain points, you know, you 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 get so used to them that it's like, yeah, oh, you know, well, a four, and also a four the point... magnitudes are are actually exponential. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's not I, like uh, no, the difference between a four and a five is not just a number. It's a <laughs> no, it's right? not just a one. It's not yeah. like a, a ten scale, and this one's a four, this one's a five. Right. right. It it goes up. It's a huge difference between a four and a big, five. Big and then yeah. you go so from like a four to a seven, a five and a six. Right. Is is the difference between you kind of like what? What is there an earthquake? And then you running outside. Yeah, absolutely. So. um Anyway, that, that, I guess that was James. James is that's James's story. You're supposed to be talking about this, James. Oh, <laughs> this is um, your earthquake story. It's your time to shine. Oh, I've already moved. I've moved on past the earthquake story. You're done with it already. You've had you've had enough of earthquake. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he 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 just you know wanted me to say that for all of our our, our listeners in the Midwest. Uh, it, it's apparently about the same uh, way they think about tornadoes. Like, like, yeah, they happen. It's yep. not really something I think about a lot. It's not worth to <laughs> get off the bed the if it's not yeah. an EF three. I got to tell you, I, I met a person one time that lived in the tornado alley areas of Arkansas, and you know, comes through all of that. Did it? And, and you know ding, about ding, where ding, they ding. they live, and 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 they talked to this. Oh, you're from California. She said, oh my God, earthquakes! They're horrible. How could you live out there? They're terrible things. I'm looking at this person that lives in Tornado Alley, and I'm going, Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. We all have yeah. something. Well, <laughs> I don't I'll have tell to. You what I got? A, I had a friend of mine from high school. Um, it ended up through a series of events. Ended up going to a, a a boys' school in Joplin, Missouri. 
Now, if the name Joplin, Missouri means anything to you, it is because they had an F5 roll through that place that took Joplin, Missouri effectively off the map. Right. Right. I, I mean, any, anybody who hasn't seen, seriously, YouTube Joplin, Missouri, I want to say this this was shit, 0405? Not have it been a little before that, but little little while back, but I mean, just something out of a movie. It was really something out of Twister, the way this thing wrecked this town. Um, he lived there for a couple of years, was there, you know, after the, the, the school and whatnot, stuck around there. After that happened, didn't even look for another place in Missouri. Just just moved right back to California. <laughs> He's like, I'll take uh, earthquakes any fucking day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're going to earthquake once a week, and that will be preferable to what happened that one day. <laughs> well, so I'm going to correct yeah. it. The earthquake in 1970 when I was talking about what's called the San Fernando of uh, earthquake yep. at that time. I I misspoke, so I just made a correction on that one. I was going to say, okay, well, hey, Valley in, uh, is San Fernando Valley is where Northridge is. Yeah, so exactly. So, it's yeah. I was going to say because you can design a house to, you know, put up deal with a great deal of lateral forces, hurricane force winds. There's only so much you can do without the roof just. Well, see off. They, the way they're building these houses now. They're all you know. The foundations are like, you know, they're huge, like what for airports. I mean, they're they're stuck to the ground. The whole buildings are block. They've got these new ways of attaching roofs that can handle hurricane gale forces, you know. And so they are building, you know, places that you can survive that in. But can you imagine having to the, do that? The, constru- the construction workers are going to run out of business because, they, they, you know, they probably get stuck rebuilding the same homes every year. Well, so the other problem, the same thing well, in California, we have all these earthquake codes that we've got to build to you know so that, right after the 94 quake um the amount of people they they got a job doing earthquake rehab right you know hey all of these stone walls crumbled we're going to rebuild the stone wall but we're going to rebar the shit out of them right um all of these houses got to be up to a different kind of code i mean people worked for years my dad was in the elevator trade mm. um the amount of elevator repairs this dude had to do after that uh, was crazy. I imagine, you know, for years and years and years going into these old buildings, making sure that they're all good to go for that next six and a half or seven, you know? Right. right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that, that was something. All right, James, well, I have another story. Well, wait, James, are you done with that story? I wasn't even talking about earthquakes anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you didn't fall asleep. Talk, I, you know. I was trying to talk about the, the Dallas, Texas had a freaking ambulance stolen that was on a high-speed chase for two hours. So uh, did the helicopter but, follow them all for two hours and film it? No, they blew it up. Oh, <laughs> they blew it up? Seriously? No, they hit it with spike strips. Oh. I wish they blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been like an innocent. That's thing to do. I, I have to admit, though, I never th- the two hours is a lot lot more than I would have thought that thing's gas tank would have taken, you that, know? so I'm, That's I'm a more... lot of patience, two hours of following this thing? <laughs> yeah. Without, you yeah. know, putting spike strips out or putting a barrier out or getting something out to stop it. So they spike stripped it. Was, was, yeah, yeah, well, a lot of what they do in California is they're waiting where it gets to an area that they can do a pit maneuver, you know, safely without, uh, you know, being. A I don't know if you can do a pit area. maneuver on a ambulance on an ambulance like that very easily. That's what I was kind of wondering. Can no, you, can you, you probably roll it. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, I mean, the they modern ones pretty... seem awfully high centered. Oh really? Oh yeah. Because you look at that box. I was going to say on... some of the older ones are definitely low center of gravity. The older ones would have been tougher. I think the newer ones might be easier. They're so high centered, but. Okay, so that's James' story. No, so what is 
I got one. So what is Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black, Haley Bennett, along with Green Blatt and Florin, all offensive comedians and Florin Matinu have to do? Yeah. All with, offensive with, comedians. All have said things that they should never have with said. With Eli Roth. Oh, I don't know what that one. They're making a star-studded Borderlands movie. To begin production soon. Who the soon. heck gives a darn? I see. I'm being PC, so I'm going to redo is there, this. Is there a Who the fuck cares? That, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but wait, wait, wait. Is it like Borderlands? It's the it's a it's a live action. So oh, and video game. Yeah, it's, so it's uh, behind the scenes of the photo confirming geez. production Eli, Eli Ross live action film ad adaptation of the hit video game series Borderlands. The only reason you should care is because every video game movie has failed miserably. Yeah. So it's interesting to see I if don't know, this. The Mortal Kombat looks pretty badass. Well, the, the new, new one. But if you look at the ones that have can't have come before, you had Mortal Kombat. The previous one. Yeah, they was, were pretty shitty. The, the two didn't. Didn't do too well. Eli, uh, um, Louis Bowl made two, made Ring Commander. Are we really going to get him things that nobody gives a goddamn about? You'd be surprised. Always. <laughs> you, I mean, you know, look, case I'm in sorry. point, I just watched Monster Hunter <clears throat> yesterday with uh, Mila Jovovich. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's just, it's, what, 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 a, what a shitty movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're you shocked. Know, it's Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Well, no, actually, hey, she was hey, the that was badass. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> the only reason I say people should care because apparently, last time I heard, video games are considerably larger than like the film industry. Well, yeah, yeah they gaming's a big they deal. Gross movies by a lot forever. Yeah. So this, but, you know, you piss off nine people when when you when you do a Borderlands movie. My yeah. point. My point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said my part with that one. I would say the same thing if you did, uh, I don't know, pretty much any book adaptation. I mean, most people are just in it for the entertainment versus they're in for, you know, a, a, a really great adaptation. Yeah, but a book has a very established narrative. I mean, most of the be uh, the best movies I've ever seen were book adaptations, you know, because the source material was 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 deep enough it, it had enough context it went and, both, and good story it would swing video both ways games, it was yeah, video right? games are cut scenes to get you to kill the next guy who, who gives a shit yeah i would yeah. say that book the, adaptations the, are are either either fantastic or horrible and, I, and games are just rotten um yeah but a lot of the problems that you like like very few people the ones who are pissed off at the movie adaptation of a book are the ones who read the book but and the guy who never read the book and just watched it was like, oh my God, this movie was dope. And then they talked to the guy who read the book. They're like, it wasn't as good as the exactly. book. Yeah, well, the, no, the, you can't, you're absolutely right. The, the best yeah. one of that is, is Tolkien. Cause there's like people, apparently his whole job is to be a, a Tolkien expert. And they're, they, they bitch about Peter Jackson's versus the book. And well, I mean, that part's okay. Everybody can get into it. And that, you know, I think that's actually good for whatever it may be because you're getting get in, into the discussion as was it as good as the book yes or no did it follow the book yes or no uh was the book bad well, to I begin mean, with if you had a lousy book to begin with and you made a movie out of it and thinking you're going to make a better movie than what the book was that's another issue and then how many of the book people get the movie people into like oh man you got to read the book though and then how many of them go buy the book 
and then yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And then let's, you let's, know. You, you can't beat your imagination. So that's, it's very difficult to put something on a screen, the watch versus what your mind can come up with when you read the book, two different things entirely. Yeah. 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 So, um, no Lord of the Rings benefited from the scope that they were able to pull off, you know, like I, I, I yeah, sure. Imagination. Sure. But in your head, kind of keeping all those moving parts together with, with what they were doing, uh, you know, it doesn't have the same sort of narrative flow as a, as a, as a film does. And they obviously gave themselves enough time to do it and enough but money to pros do it. Cons to each. Well, you know, there's been movies where they've come up with things. I've read the book. I watched the movie and I, you know, I thought that I would have never come up with that. They did a great job, you know? Yeah. Name one. Right. Right. So right now, name one. Na- name a movie. Yeah, that proves your point. Predator. <laughs> it was a book. Yeah, it actually, actually was based off of. Yeah, it was a based off. Anyway, they did a much better job of coming up with the creature than I would have ever imagined. Well, they told you what the creature did. That that was a that, <laughs> that was a genius of Stan Winston. Yeah, it was fantastic. I thought anyway, but so, one, of the, one of the greatest hey, creature hear, feature guys ever. Gene Simmons is leaving your area there. Ryan, he's, he's out of L.A. He says he can't stand the traffic anymore. And other things. Oh, man. The the exodus that has been happening from California just this last couple of years has been pretty crazy. Well, Gene, Gene, uh, Gene. And a lot of it for political reasons. Well, yeah, but Gene Simmons, all right, of KISS, right? Gene Simmons yeah. is, has, is putting up his 14,000-square-foot home that he has there in L.A. He says, I'm done with traffic. So where does he decide to move? He's going to move to the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. And he bought himself a little two-acre spread Jesus. over there and is trying to buy some more. And and all I can think of is, has he ever been there during the height of summer tourist That's season? That's what I'm thinking. Or winter, or winter to realize how bad the traffic is in Lake Tahoe. Crap, he's moving. Well, I wonder how much of a uh, a summer home slash winter home he a guy kind of a guy he is. I don't know. He says this is going to be his permanent residence. He's done with L.A. Wow. So him and him and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who which recently moved, he bought a place Stone in Stone Nev- Cold Steve Austin. He moved to Nevada. Um, he's <laughs> he he has um, he owns two houses in wrestling. in Los Angeles. And he bought a third one in Nevada, and he's he's permanently he's full time in Nevada, like near Gardnerville. So, did you see the commercial with him, uh, iced tea and vanilla ice? It's all based on ice. So, Stone Cold Steve Austin, iced tea and vanilla ice have all done a commercial together. Two of those I can see. I I can't see them dealing with vanilla ice. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Have you, ice, have, ice, you baby. have you seen the Stone Cold uh, TV show where he interviews people? He interviews uh, <laughs> Ice. He interviews Ice T, and they take him to a gun range. Oh well, those two would probably. That's they were together when they did this commercial. It was Vanilla Ice. It was like in another part part of the country when he was doing this commercial. They worked together. Oh, so, I was going to say I can't see them. They did a commercial him. together. I won't tell you the product because I could care less. But the fact is, is that it was it was kind of funny that they tied those three together. Was it for an incontinence problem? Uh, no, product? it wasn't. It had something to do with an ice drink. Probably should have been for men who leak a little. Well, you know, let's just bring up the old, all the old, either rappers or wrestlers that we can, and let's make a commercial that's relevant for anything. Well, yes, but you're also well, talking. Well, the only reason I brought up him is you're talking about Gene Simmons, who was the basis for Kiss, one of the world's <laughs> largest bands, and one of the largest 
wrestlers in the history of the industry, um, Hulk, you know, along, you know, so it fits. He was on the same level, different industry. You can't go anywhere in the world and not know somebody doesn't know who Steve Austin is or Gene Simmons. And uh, to quote Stan, uh, uh, to quote Paul Stanley, it's because of his ego. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I mean, I'm so used to society trying to sell my childhood back to me. <laughs> Remember that thing you liked? Nostalgia. Pay $20 and you can feel that way again. I mean, that's, that's just that's the way it is. And, Speaking you know, of selling your childhood. Best, sometimes I'm not, but, you know, I'm not surprised anymore. So speaking of selling your childhood, Ryan, what, when were you born? 85, 86? 85, yeah. So if your mom had bought a Super Mario's brother cartridge in 1986 to give to you and forgot about it 35 years ago. It found it in the attic. It, and wow. went to sell it. Oh, my goodness. Never used, never opened, unsealed in the box. It's like unopened, still in the original package. Right. Just never touched for How 35 years. How much do you think that was worth? Oh, man. Because one of them I was sold on Friday. Like 600 grand? <laughs> Millions. Wow. No, no. Ryan is 60000 short. $660,000. Good job, Ryan. Wow. Yeah, that's uh Can you imagine? That sounds about right. Now they have to do is <laughs> now that now they have to do is find a uh, an, an uh, NES that actually works correctly. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking. Well, I'm like, no, I mean, okay, you never, thing- never open that game. You you buy the game, you put it in a loose case and you get an emulator like everybody else does. <clears throat> so you you talk so- about that I <laughs> Sorry, I, I remember when uh, Steel ba- when Steel Battalion came out. It's that giant Xbox controller. Oh yeah, I bought it opening day. I saw a couple of people buy two of them, one to play and one to keep and pack aside. I'm saying, yeah, I I don't know. Is this game going to be that rare that you're willing to spend like six hundred dollars to? You know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was well, still like two hundred and fifty bucks. Think about this though. How much do you think that cartridge? Brand new from 1986 cost 70 bucks. I was thinking around 80, probably. I would say between 50 and 80, somewhere around there. For sure, I don't think Rob's memory is that good. You know, I can remember saying, I'm not spending that kind of money on my kids for a stupid game cartridge. So in 1986, (laughs) this person bought it as a Christmas gift, placed it in their desk drawer. And forgot about it for 35 years. Oh, my gosh. So not even in some stupid, dusty, dank, dark, damp, just in a desk drawer, safe and sound, huh? Yeah. The person who (laughs) said they don't want to be identified said, I never thought anything about it. (laughs) And they probably never thought it would be worth anything. So according to this, new games are around $60 in the 80s. It's about $130 ingested for inflation. So according wow. to according to Google, so mileage may vary. That's a lot of money. I remember when those game Man. cartridges came out, and and you guys yeah. wanting them, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I'm not spending that kind of money on you guys. <laughs> Jeez. But if you, you know, if you had bought it 
and never given it to him and kept it nicely. Yeah, I should that would have been a hell of an investment. Yeah, well, yeah, not, <laughs> well I'm, I mean, I'm thinking how, about, how many people do exactly like John was saying? I mean, comic books, that's the classic oh, thing. Yeah. You get two issues. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's, you get one to read and one to, to stash it in a plastic sleeve forever. You I mean, know, that, and then, then when you're 60 and you pass it down to your kids or something, you kind of thumb through them like, Oh fuck! I forgot I bought this number one I, issue I, of this thing that everybody. That, I have to say sorry to all the comic book geeks that I thought were totally out of their mind back <laughs> in the day. I know, right? Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I ever made fun of oh, you. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I sorry wish I had I ever... that kind of follow through and foresight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why I bought Sequest DSV comic book number oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a good one for you. <laughs> no, no, I, I remember. I remember buying it. Going. This still is waiting for that to appreciate. You're still value. waiting. I, I, They'll I be actually, waiting for a long time. I actually bought it at the time, thinking this is going to go one of two ways. I can't wait to see how this goes. But I also have like X Factor number ninety nine and one hundred, thinking maybe this will be. You know. <laughs> Of course, they've been in my garage and other spaces for about 30 years. Hey, so. you need to come up with the, the, the Spider-Man, with the very first edition that Spider-Man ever came out. and Or Superman. <laughs> well, so one of the things about Spider-Man is, you know, he was a sub-player. He was not a big deal. And he came yeah. out, I forgot which uh, which comic book it came out of, but he, he actually came out fairly early and never really <laughs> came back up until many, many years later. And apparently that comic book where you can find where his first... Uh, very first opinion, uh, appearance in a comic book. If you have that comic book unsealed, you know, stole white pages and all that, I guess it's worth a ton of money. Um, yeah. I saw a little clip on it. I don't know which show was talking about it, but it might have been the Pawn Stars show. So Spider-Man's first appearance in comic book sells for $454,100. It's Amazing Fantasy number 15. Was it a five-cent yeah, or ten-cent? Yeah, you know, I mean, can you I imagine? I don't, Michael? Brothers. I don't see it. it doesn't. Yeah. In 1962 is when it said it came out. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I, 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 you know, and I you can't know, imagine look, the amount of comic books I, like that. You're definitely going to have more misses than hits. And, and you know, uh, yeah, you're going to collect the, the equivalent of, uh, of of fucking Beanie Babies and or, take a bath on it. But, or or right, Sequest you know. DSV, right. DSV number one, and there was never, never a number right. two or a number three. Yeah, I mean. But all in hopes that you get that one that just like, like, oh, my God, I had no idea that this would be the one that stuck around. And, yep. See, you and, know, now I'm going to sell it and pay for my kids to go to college. And <laughs> and now people exactly. people give me crap for collecting. Uh, uh, Cabbage Patch dolls. Well, you, were, you just loved those. It oh. was Cabbage Sure. I've got I'm, I'm like that former post office worker. I've got closets full of them. I actually collected Disney memorabilia from from a specific uh, from a specific year, and in hopes that at some point in time it'll be worth uh, money. I have this huge. You know, I, I have a I have a sorry, I, I have a certain year Disney map actually framed on my wall right now. So Disney. Nice. Per- you know, Disney stuff is very interesting because it, it has turned out to be very collectible. All the the older I'm, I'm having mean, problems looking for the sister book to the one one of the things I'm looking for. Oh yeah, and then you're going to have to pay for it if you want it now. I mean, things that were uh, some of the stuff you showed me, the things that, that we just threw away. I mean, stuff that they handed you free at Disneyland are now selling for hundreds of dollars. It just blows my mind. I saw on um, uh, eBay. I was looking for something, and it came across a. Not JC Pennies, a Pennies catalog from like 1965. And it's like, wow. Or a Montgomery Ward's 
from like a certain age. I'm like, I would love to buy that just to show a kid. Hey, you know, what do you think of it? What, what? what kind of store was that? I never heard of it. <laughs> or, or Mervin's, which is the weirdest name for a store ever. Mervin's. You know, the one always got me. And I think it's mostly still down in Southern California was Pep Boys. I think there's oh, one yeah. I know of in Sacramento. Oh, you guys don't, I thought that was like a nationwide thing. It is, but it's Pet not is like a SoCal. They're not in Northern California. There's one. There's one that I know of. But, if, if it, and if it's, it's by one of my, the places I used to work. Cause I remember driving by it's it not going, in the best part of town. No, but cause I remember driving by it going, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting because as a kid, a younger, uh, as a teen, having to work on my car to keep it running, I was at Pep Boys all the time <laughs> getting parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Way back. You know, I swear, I, when, um, I see, okay, <laughs> there used to be these commercials on when I was a kid, and I'm sure there's a version of them on now, um, probably, if daytime still, TV still a thing, um, with this guy named Crazy Gideon, okay? Hmm. Now, I think everybody in this country, and possibly all over the world, uh, in any industrialized country, has probably a version of the, quote, Crazy Gideon you know, guy who does those, those homemade, basically commercials funded himself kind of deal. And he's like, I've got these TVs. This is priced at $299. That's so crazy. I'm going to break it. And, you know, like tosses the TV off of like a bridge or something or hits it with a hammer. And, you know, he's like, I can sell these prices cause I'm crazy. And, I, I don't think we had thing. one up here. Did we? No, I, don't I was one. convinced. I was convinced that that was a nationwide thing. I thought when I was a kid that what I was seeing on my TV was exactly the same thing that that, that dude in New York or, or or Florida or Wisconsin was seeing, and we all had the same commercials and whatnot. Right, right down to like the local um, big car dealerships and things like that. Cal Worthington was the uh, one that I thought. Cal mm-hmm. Worthington Ford. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now anybody outside of of Los Angeles County is going to be like. Who the hell's Cal Worthington? Or California in general. Wait, I don't know who Crazy Gideon is, but we got like a crazy Steve right. or a crazy whoever, uh, you know, and, and then, yeah, that commercial sounds familiar, but my guy was called this. So um, I'm like telling people like, you know, as a teenager, like, like, oh yeah, you know, Crazy Gideon. And they're like, who? I'm yeah. like, you know, the guy from the commercials. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and how disappointed I was when yeah. I found out that not everybody knew crazy Gideon now. That's when you realize that the local, you know, that the local market had their local guys, whatever it may have been. Cause well, uh, the whole idea of a local commercial is like flooded into my mind. And all of a sudden it's like, I could see the matrix. It's weird. Yeah. Well, so a good example <laughs> of that was the, was the midnight screamings of screenings of all the, uh, the horror movies. On, oh yeah, uh, you know Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. The creature it been. features, creature features. Uh, there was yeah. always a local uh, creepy person that did. Well, Elvira became you know the the big sure. thing, right? When Dan, she was doing Danny it. Coker, the guy from Counting uh, from Counting Customs, used to be Count Cool Rider in Las Vegas. He, yeah, he was a guy in Las Vegas, and <laughs> and so all all the local markets had a cre- you know had a creepy guy that always did the the late night horror movies. Which were, were so much fun. Where did, what the heck happened to all of that? A, a guy, those, those nights were great. A guy at work. I know, right? A, a guy the idea at, of something just coming on TV, like, oh, I'm going to watch this. Now. All the B, B movie, yeah. terrible stuff a, was a fun. A guy at work, actually, oh, yeah, him I and I that, actually so. had a conversation about how there's nothing like that anymore. And, you know, he was wondering if anybody will ever bring it back. And I said, the only way they'll probably do it, and if they can get the license and the clearances, would be on like a Twitch 
Because I don't think, because yeah, right. yeah. back then they used to do it because they needed us, because if they were close to being a 24-hour station or if it was they the end of the station being coverage. on, they had something that they needed a spot to, to fill. Play, right. So and I it's, think, uh, uh, it's the equivalent of the late night radio guy. It's like, dude, they'll hire oh, yeah. to do that. Art Bell. Oh, Art Bell, a, man. Hell uh, yeah. Art Bell. Local what a great legend. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the shadow people. <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, like, uh, like or the I lizard am, men. I am the least superstitious person ever. I fucking loved listening to Art Bell when I was working nights. Oh Just yeah, driving around in the middle of the night listening to this dude talk about like lizard people, or at the very least, given the caller the time of day. Yeah, when no one else on the planet would, would. talk about said lizard people or hollow earth or you know <laughs> yep. some alien abduction. Oh man, it was the best. Uh, it was it was super, and he and he came out of Pahrump, Nevada. Now back yeah, then, right? Yeah, right. It, back then, Pahrump was like one light, one gas station, one market, and that was it. And that was all you, you went through it on the way uh, off of three ninety five, I believe, to Las Vegas. You can middle of nowhere. You can still sneeze yeah. and miss it. And uh, well, no, it's a really grown up area. Oh yeah, it's becoming like a suburb of Las Vegas. Now. Last time I went through I, there, if you oh, hit really? it up, you would have missed oh, it. Oh yeah. It's it's huh. huge. It's it's huge now. They, so what they need? They need Prump, Nevada, home of Art Bell. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah. Well, you know, you have the Air Force Base out ago. there. Edward Edwards Edward Air Force Base is. Is, is, uh, it, is it Edwards? Edwards, uh, I think, is a little closer to L.A. So, no, no shit. It might be Edwards. Anyway, yeah, because George is up in the high desert. Yeah, I think it's Edwards. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's so so you get a lot of military families and all of that in those areas, and so, but that was part of the reason he moved there because you know he could see, quote unquote, supposedly see Area Fifty One, right, and you would you would see all the flying saucers. What it, what it, stuff what it really was is nobody would hire him to be on a midnight <laughs> station, so he had to find some place in the middle of nowhere that would hire hey, him. The guy the guy came <clears> out of nowhere and got syndicated and got big and what a following he had and what fun it was to listen to his show. And that's just, I mean, I think half the people and I'm not going to speculate on his demographics, but you know, half the people it seemed like were just all in on everything he was talking about. And the other half were just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is a conversation I'm here. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, yeah. and I think I don't think he believed in in the majority, if not all of the things that people were talking about. But he was he like I said, gave him the time of day. He's like, hey, man, I'm with you. What do you got? Yeah. Let's go. Let's I, get into it. I, I do believe, though, that he's him and his show is solely responsible for a lot of bad midnight trips. There's, there's, oh, people, there's, yeah. oh, there's, probably. There, there's some guy, there was some guy going, dude, this is awesome. Takes a hit of acid or does some, dude, let's listen to this. And the next thing you know, the he guy's in the corner the going, going, the lizard people are coming uh, for me. I, don't know. I just thought between <laughs> his yeah. voice and the way, you know, he was a big smoker and the way he did everything, it was just, yeah. it was, it was really, really cool at the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, regardless <laughs> of your, of your opinions on the topic. Oh was, yeah. It was something else, man. He, he would, uh, yeah, the people he'd get on and the so-called experts that would talk about stuff and right. all the conspiracy, yeah. you know, all, which was really, which was really fun. Billy Bob who worked down the gas, you know, down the street, the gas could station. have been, but it doesn't yeah, matter. It was probably some intern, you know, who cares? Who cares? It was, it was great. I, yeah. And and I don't think there's anything, is there anything like that now? It's probably a podcast reasonably. Cause there's a find it. Yeah. If you could find, I'm sure it, there the, is, the, like our show. Nobody will listen to. Well, it. and that's the see. That's we, what we the have thing listeners. Is, if you Usually, they hate it. Ryan. 
it's it's all too compartmentalized. You know, when something came on the TV or if it was on the radio, it's like, okay, I've got two choices. I can listen to this crazy shit or I can watch this dumb shit movie or I can just what turn the TV off. Well, that's not right. happening. So I guess we're 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 in for the ride. You're you kind know? of for- forced and every to now and again. Yeah, you're you're forced to if you want to be entertained, it's like, hey, look, you can always turn it off and go mow the lawn. So I, or I, you can watch this crazy daytime soap opera, and then on next thing you know, half an hour in, you're like, I'm strangely into this show right now. I, I, I never <laughs> right. actually listened to them. However, I remember my mom's comments every time, every time, every time the old guy would 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 like want to listen to this. You you could almost hear her like, no. I, <laughs> She put in earplugs. I love to listen to it. It was, uh, <laughs> it really, uh, God, I don't know how we've stayed married all these 40 some years. So, but anyway, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we are actually seven minutes over time. Oh, seven minutes. So, You're going to have to edit out. So do us Don't a favor. Fall. So do us a favor. Stop by audacity.com or their Facebook page and buy a pack or check out their monthly game nights. You just miss a chance to win a free game on uh, previous Saturday. And for the California pariah, the fat man, the old guy, and Ryan, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.